Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Paul opens the next part of his letter to the church in Rome with this declaration. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He's writing to the church there and has been describing the pervasive power of sin. Not merely our individual actions or failures or omissions, but the powers and principalities that work against God and draw us away from God. And he has already said that because of sin, it is impossible for us to do what is right on our own. Our only defense against sin is Christ. And so he says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is the theology of the cross on display when we are brought low by our failures and our shortcomings and our inability to live according to God's word. We are brought to the cross, but we aren't left there in our despair. Instead, the foot of the cross becomes the same holy ground where we meet Jesus. And it is in Jesus Christ that we come to know that God loves us, each and every one of us. God loves us so much that God raises us up to new life with the Son and makes us a new creation. God gives us new life in Christ. Everything old has passed away. In verse 2, Paul says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. A death by a thousand cuts is a death that comes from an endless succession of smaller injuries. Living under the law of sin and death, each sin slices into us. But in Christ, Death is put to death. We are freed. Freed from the violence that others do to us. Freed from the hurt from years ago. From the resentment that has festered. From the disappointment that has gnawed at you. And freed from the harm and injury we bring on ourselves. Freed from the grief over a missed opportunity, from the guilt or shame because you hurt someone or wronged someone, from the anxious thoughts that you cannot be good enough or strong enough or smart enough or whatever enough. In Christ, in Christ, we are freed to rest in God's love poured out for us, for each and every one of us. Hear Paul's words again. There is therefore now 
no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, today, not in the by and by, but here, today, while you are still living, Christ delivers you from sin and death, and there is no condemnation. Instead of a condemned sinner, you are a beloved child of God. We know that doesn't mean that we won't continue to sin. Paul would not have had to deliver his tongue twister in chapter 7 if sin was not still in this world. He tells us that we will continue to be stuck between knowing what is right and actually living what is right. But the promise we have is that in Christ, we have the victory. Instead of living in the flesh, now we live in the spirit. Lois Malcolm writes that living in the spirit is precisely about living out of God's creative power in our lives. She says the spirit is God's energizing power in our lives, continually working good out of whatever is happening to us or around us. As we hear Paul's words for us this morning, I invite you to find two pieces of paper. I'm going to ask you to write down two things. First, write down the thing you feel worst about. The thing that drags you down or haunts you. That thing you carry with you. You don't have to share it with anyone. Just write it down. And then throw it away, saying, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Those words are for you. And now that you've done that, I have another invitation. On the second piece of paper, Write down what you are free to do because you are not shackled or burdened by condemnation. Your success or your failure does not determine your value. When Jesus meets the crippled woman in Luke 13, he tells her, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. And when he meets the woman accused of adultery in John 8, he tells her, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way. And when he heals the garrison demoniac in Luke 8, he tells him, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. How will God's creative power take shape in your life? What act of courage or generosity might you make or what action might you take when you have confidence that God sees you and calls you beloved and free. In the words of poet Mary Oliver, what will you do with this wild and precious life? What will you do now that you know you live in God's love? How will you respond to the much that God has done for you.
Let us pray. Loving and creating God, thank you for your son Jesus who creates new life for us and delivers us from despair. Show us how to live in your Holy Spirit, freed from sin and death. We pray now in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.